Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your girl, Bianca Fly. If you're looking for an amazing show with fantastic guests from book authors, entrepreneurs, poets, music artists, and more, then I want to invite you to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Coming to you live and direct each and every Tuesday and Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on your radio network. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. want to say happy Tuesday for you guys out there. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. I know a lot of folks have really been um, on the go, but hey, we hope that you have settled down, but you are kicking off the week on a great note, you guys. I'm excited. We got a new guest um, joining us this evening over here, guys. We're going to be talking about life is truly a journey. Uh, my special guest, actress, dancer, and writer, uh, Shawn Marquez, is going to be joining us tonight, folks. And she has an amazing, uh, just an amazing story um, that I want people to be able to hear. Um, I actually heard about her through um, a friend of the show, um, Arthur K.O. Delvin. And so tonight, uh, we're going to delve into her life, her journey, and... Um, I'm looking forward to hearing her story, and I hope you guys are as well. So make sure you do what you need to do. Get on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Everybody, let everybody know that Shaw and Marquez is over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show with Bianca Fly tonight, you guys. And if you're out there, um, if you might have a question or comment, or you just want to call in and show her some love, you can do that. Um, Call in 347-326-9139 is the number. Or if you're on the go or you're at work, you can also download our app. That's YRN 1328. That's available on iPhone and Android. So you've got a lot of opportunities <laughs> to listen to the show tonight, you guys. So I am excited about it. Um, I hope you guys enjoy uh, the show tonight and what is being said. Uh, so we're going to get into it. I'm not going to delay it any longer. I'm going to bring uh, the guest, the lady of the hour on here. Shalini there. Hey. Hey, can you hear, can you hear me? How are you? How are you? I'm, I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm good. It, wait, am I too low or? No, you're good. I can hear you. Okay. Yep. Okay, awesome. 
Okay, good. How you doing? <laughs> I am doing fantastic, fantastic. Of course, welcome to the the show. I'm glad that you were able to join me this evening. I'm glad. I'm glad. This is the first thing I've kind of uh, <laughs> spoke on since uh, my surgery and everything. Actually, the other part is here, so I'm excited. Yes, yes, yes. And so, of course, putting the show together and. Um, you know, the title, Life is Truly a Journey, I say, you know, this is really befitting because I, I hear you often saying, you know, trying to get back to me, you know, trying to get back yes. to where I was. So it's very befitting uh, for the for the title of the show tonight. And of course, for the folks out there um, who may not be familiar with who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, um, my name is Shawan. People, a lot of people, I just got married this year, so people might know me as Shawan McKenzie. Um, okay. But my name is now Shawan Marquez. I got married in July. But, nice. Um, Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. But I also, um, I pretty much, a lot of people know me as either Shaw or Shalup. So I'll Shala. just stick to mm-hmm. Shaw or Shalup tonight. <laughs> so, okay. Um, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Um... I don't know. Uh, I'm an actress, dancer, uh, recently a writer, and yeah, it's, 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 it's like so much I want to say. <laughs> it's a lot of parts <laughs> to me, but basically, yeah, right. like it's a lot. But um, so yeah, I've been okay. through a, a as you love as you put it on your page, a journey <laughs> the past yeah. few years. Yeah. So and I know but right um, now. Mm-hmm. And I, and I know early on um, in, in reading, um, you know, the, the bio about you talked about um, just early on um, about, um, you know, as far as your weight um, and how. Um, and so let's let's go back to as a child. And you talked about how, um, you know, the, your weight and with the asthma, the medicine, and it kind oh, okay. of, you know, pushed everything forward. So talk to us um, when you. Uh, first had you know you st- you first started this journey I would say okay well I mean the beginning um, of life like I said I grew up in Brooklyn New York born and raised there right um, but as a child yes I was um, I began to get more plus size because I did have asthma mm-hmm. I still do a little bit right but I took um, you know steroids for asthma and stuff like that and a lot of people have a right. perception that because you are overweight it must mean that you have a poor diet you don't eat properly whatever right. whatever and right. that's not always the right. case because my husband now has the worst diet in history and he does not get <laughs> <laughs> So that is like so far from the truth at this point. But um, yeah, but like at that point, you know, growing up, I love dance though. So I think dance right. kind of helped it to stay at a happy medium. But right. um, um, with the, so it was, it was hard, you know, um, being asthmatic, but I just, I, I always loved dance. So I just kept pushing through it and whatnot. Right. And then, right. like, you know, as you get older, your metabolism is different. I then mm-hmm. would reach out to possibly, like, food or things like that because of, you know, family issues that I've had in my life with abuse, right. sexual abuse, stuff like that. Yeah. So then food became a comfort. And then yeah. um, getting into bad relationships, then food became more of a comfort. <laughs> so Right, and right, then, right. The bad marriage was the brink of, okay, no. I, like, was pretty much... 
300 pounds. And listen, I, I always say this on everything that I have on my page, any interviews I do. Uh-huh. I don't uh-huh. mind. I, look, I love a big girl. There's a lot of big girls out here that have heels, <laughs> right? clothes, and they strut it, work it, all of that. That right. is amazing. Shout out to them. I love it. They're beautiful. Mm. As for me, right. my body, how I want to move in the clothes, that I, how I dress and how I right. want to move and how I wear, it's not good for right. my particular body because right. my knees will hurt, my back will hurt, I can't yeah. breathe properly, yeah. you know? So for me right. and my body type, I'm not comfortable at my 300 pounds. I wasn't happy. I was mm-hmm. depressed and whatnot. Like, so um, I hit a wall there. <laughs> oh, actually, I'm going back a little bit. Before that, uh, my love for dancing and acting did... Um, payoff because I did a movie um, called Take the Lead with Antonio Banderas, Alfie Withers, and uh, um, a few other, a lot of uh, a host of other people. Um, so that <laughs> helped us lift me to say that you know what, a plus size girl like me could could be on you know a movie. Let's just keep going. Let's keep you know pushing forward. But it was always something. I always had some sort of setback where I took a hiatus from acting and dancing and all that other stuff. So. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and the last time I took a hiatus was because of I was in a uh, not so great marriage, and um, so then right. after that hiatus, like I, I got hooked up with um, this WWE wrestler called John Cena. I don't know if you ever heard of him, or if you watch wrestling or anything. Oh, but like do I? I love him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. I, he had a well. It's not there anymore. But at that moment, I think God definitely puts things at the right time, at the right place, at the time. Right. About absolutely. two years ago, he absolutely. had a yeah. He had a, a, a he just started a weight loss program, and I had went to a show, and um, the, you know, when you go see these live tapings, they ask you to you know do certain things sometimes to keep the audience absolutely. going. And <laughs> right. I did a. Yeah, they asked me to write a poem to him. I'm like, oh my God, I'm shaking. Like, I love this guy. I love this post. I love everything. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to look stupid. I had to write a poem on the spot. So I did. And little did I know, like, well, he was there. He loved it, whatever, and gave me a hug and kissed me or whatever. That was amazing. Um, but then the CEO of the company for this weight loss program that he was a uh, part of loved my energy, loved a lot of things about me, and was like, listen, how about you, we film you through this journey with John? And I'm like, wow. yes, today, now, of course. <laughs> I get to rock out with John Cena and lose weight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's what started me, not just the transformation of weight loss, I would say right. an overall transformation that once I went through that um, nasty divorce, it was like after that, I rebuilt myself from the ground up. And right. so right. that was cool and everything. And then, I, as you know, I uh, hit this wall this February of breast cancer. So I'm just like, oh, okay, can I get a break for a minute? So, like, you know. Right. But I right. hit that wall of that and, yeah, had surgery in June. And, um, well, yeah, when I had surgery in June, I put now the weight started not as bad, but it is starting to come on slowly because. Um, I also, at the same time, um, in a fortunate event, the day before my surgery, my husband's baby mom passed away, and now the kids live with oh, us, wow. and now I'm a new mom, yeah, oh, wow. the day before my surgery, the day before my surgery. Wow. So, wow. yeah, so they're teenagers, they're amazing, but they're teenagers, I don't have any children of my own, so this was just like, not used to having, you know, <laughs> you know, but they, they're, right, they're right. in the work. It's not, not used to this momhood, but I'm getting used to it, so it's like... 
now I'm eating what they're eating. I'm trying to recover from surgery. I can't walk the way I want to walk because I'm all in right. pain and stuff. And right. so, yeah, so that's why I keep writing on my page, getting trying to get back to me because um, surgery, thank God, was a success. Right now, I do have to go to the doctors um, every two weeks to get this thing called fills, which basically is rebuilding my chest area. Um, wow. To have boobs kind of <laughs> to have some for the breast right so, right yeah right. so i'm still like you know yeah <laughs> so that's basically i'm trying now to get back on the weight loss thing because like i'm feeling in my right. body my bones my my back and starting to act up and stuff again i'm like no i cannot go back to that i cannot right right oh, yeah. and, sorry and that was long with like me. for you <laughs> no 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 perfectly fine perfectly fine um i wanted to ask you because I know someone listening, and I know for me listening to you share this, um, it's just seeing one thing occur, you know, after another, you know. And so for you, how did you feel or how are you feeling now at at this current point where um, you've had, you know, the bad the bad relationships and even before that you know the abuse from childhood and so now um to where you are how does shy stay mentally healthy throughout things of this nature because most people um would have you know drinking drugs because we know people who have been you know through just a very trying times in their life and they result to mm-hmm. other things to cope with that so how yes. do you how does Shala remain mentally healthy through all this I'm gonna be and, and anyone who's listening that that's my friends or anyone that knows me I'm 100% real all the time I cannot right. sit here and act like I did not drink and cry on certain nights especially right. after my diagnosis I absolutely did right right um right. there were times I drank stuff I I lashed out I cried um a lot mm-hmm. of times when I did lash out like that and I cried what happens then is I wake like okay that happened that night I try to wake up the next mm-hmm. day with a it's a new sleep you know it's a new positive right. attitude right. my major thing that I do is say somebody out there needs to hear my journey and my story if mm. I not to kill myself off but if I really falter like and I'm big on what you said there are a lot of people that commit suicide they do drugs they do alcohol and use that as a crutch and actually that's one of the main reasons why I post a lot of stuff about my journey because there are people that um how you say it we're all talented and we all have a gift to share with the world but Mm -hmm. we some people Mm -hmm. don't we don't get to see those people because they may have now turn to drugs turn to alcohol turn to all these things so now we don't get to see them and i don't want to be one of those people i want to leave a mark on this planet before i leave it so i do have my down days of it um yeah say i do have a small circle of people that whether i talk Mm -hmm. to them every day or not they do keep me um if i'm having a a rough one like my, my husband does you know he has been at times been there to say listen well look you know, you got these people watching or come on. I know, I know he always says that I'm stronger than I think I am and stuff like that. Right. And he always sees right. that in me. Um, a few family members always tell me that. So that does help to have like this like small circle of people to say like, you mm-hmm. know, when I really uh, need it. Um, but for the most part, like God, I, I sometimes I call myself I'm too stupid to quit because like I feel like God just instilled something in me where I can't like I'll be I want to quit sometimes I just don't want to do this no more I don't want to act I don't want to dance there are times that I'm just like I am nuts you know after you've come back from so much 
up. Yeah. And then yeah. you get breast cancer. It's like, dude, wait, hold on a minute. <laughs> like, right. But right. Let me breathe. Time. Let me process this. Yeah, other stuff. like hold on. I, mean, I, just got, I just got this new sexy body. Let me let me rush in a minute. <laughs> so you know, it was it was it was it was definitely up down emotional. Like there was one part where I laughed about, it, then I cried. I like laugh cried back and forth. Like, well, you know. I can always get a you know, new perky now, you know. Like my, like Ter- my, my sister Terry Johnson always says, "Well, you're gonna have new perky tits now." Sorry, I'm not that. Okay, okay. New perky I love her. Yeah, I love her. <laughs> oh yeah, she's crazy. She's crazy. Like, Daddy Terry, but um, yeah. So she's um. Well, say she's like, well, you know, just, well, we're gonna make it through it. And there are so many people that have to go through. Yeah. I refuse the whole chemo thing, but they go through so much um, because they learn at the last mm-hmm. minute. And I and what kept me going was the fact of like, okay, you know what? I don't have to do all that treatment and stuff because I'm taking this route. Now this route yeah. is painful at times or whatever, but um, I, I the best way to say mentally healthy is just to fight, pray. And just yeah. just know who you are and know what you want to show to the world because I don't want to Absolutely. show to the world that you know what I just completely gave up and right. I can the fact that if I overcome another obstacle there could be someone that it triggers off to someone else and then they trigger that's right. someone else and then they trigger someone that's else. Right. I think that's, that's the best right. way sometimes to uplift people by being an example. So my stubbornness wants me to be an example so bad and I want to uplift people and it's, it's too much especially now God it's so much yeah. negativity yeah. in the world I'm the type of person Absolutely. I always tell my friends I always tell her that she's just a soldier I let her go out there you want to rebel rouse her and she the black pants in the street I'm the person who will entertain you through the hardship so that's yeah. like my role of life and, and if through my journey they say dang she just went through this and she's smiling yeah, I cried last night. Yeah, I drank something last right. night. Right. Right. But I'm working right. through this, and and eventually I won't have to. You know, it's okay not to be okay. You know, just right. make sure you, you can fall down ten times to get up eleven. So there's a lot of quotes and stuff that I'll post. I actually genuinely will read those. People post sometimes to be, to, to look good on Instagram or Facebook. You're right. For the likes. I post. For the shares yeah, and... for the likes and all of that. <laughs> I post yeah, and I really yeah. have to feel like, you know what? I don't post nothing that I don't feel. So I'm like, no, right. you know what? No, I can't do that. And now more than ever, I do have two more little people watching me. So it's like, you know what? I want them to be great in this world. So I really, Absolutely. yeah, I try to be the best I can be. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we do have God, a, God, uh, I will say that. Absolutely, and we we do have a lot of callers on the line tonight. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. And uh, if you're on the line, you can press one, and I can bring you on so you can ask your question, comment, or show some love. Or if you're out there listening, you can call in three four seven three two six nine one three nine is the number. Go ahead and press number one. And so we're gonna go to our first caller here from area code three four six, last digit six two three nine. State your name and where you're calling from. Good evening. My name is Reginald. I'm calling from Texas. Welcome, Reginald. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Miss Love, I just wanted to commend you on your strength and your resiliency. And I'm so thoroughly impressed with you. You have a lot to offer and a lot of people are looking forward to see what you're able to accomplish in the near future. Aw, thank you so much. I appreciate that. That means a lot. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm trying. I'm trying. (laughs) 
<laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much for calling in, Reginald. We appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Ladies, have a wonderful evening. You as well. You Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> Aw, that was sweet. Hey, absolutely. Hey, we're gonna go to our next caller here. Area code six four six. Uh, last digit six two six four. State your name and where you're calling from. Hey, Reginald, man. I'm saying Reginald got that. that, that That's what I'm talking about, Reginald. I'm following Reginald. Hey, hello from from Delaware. <laughs> What's up, ladies? I thought like, Reginald had me pause. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Did you not hear the pause on the line? No, we was like, wait a minute, hold on. I just want to call in and say, first of all, a great job as always, Bianca, and Swan, thank you thank for you. sharing your story with everyone because, you know, I know, but I think everyone needs to know, even though you was in that movie that I hate. Um, that he loved so very much. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about uh, KL definitely pushes me to uh, get my story out there. Even We don't talk often because he's busy and I'm busy, but he definitely has his way of encouragement. Maybe it's a teacher thing you got going on to like kind of like say, no, you share the story. I remember one event right before uh, it was an untamed talent event, and I was terrified. And Kay was like, if you don't get up there and do your story, I was like, oh, I was so happy to see him. I was like, okay, okay, we just did it. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I think people need to understand who you are, and, and I just wanted to come on and commend both of you because, you know, you, you, you both go hard at what you do. And, and Shah, you know, you do a lot, and I think what you have to remember is that the talent that you have is going to come with a lot of headache simply because God gave it to you, but also at the same time, that's going to attract a lot of things that's negative, but you always find a way through it. So sometimes instead of beating yourself up, you just got to remind yourself of the things that you've done to actually get to this point. A lot of other people would have folded up a long time ago with a quarter of what you had to deal with. And that by itself is what you got to remember on them days when you're like, oh, my God, why me? Actually, you should celebrate. Thank you, God, for choosing me. Mm, okay. There's a reason why he chose you. So <laughs> I just want to tell you, continue what you're doing. Both of you continue um, everything. And like I said, the show is, is, is great. And, and Bianca, you know, I always tell you all the time, you have one of the best shows on. And I'm just so glad that you two hooked up. And I hope to hear from both of you again. So now let me jump off and listen. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate I love it. you. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. God bless. All right. You too. <laughs> Awesome, awesome, awesome. And we got another caller here coming from the 347, last digit 7628. State your name and where you're calling from. Hello, my name is The Real, and I'm trying to sound as smooth as the first caller. <laughs> oh, in. my. <laughs> Reginald got everybody dropping their voice down. Or maybe, I want, to sound, or maybe yeah. I want to sound as spiritual. Or maybe I want to sound as spiritual and encouraging as the last brother, KL, that called. But what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is a real, untamed talent. 
What's good? What's good? Shout out to KL, big dog. I urge you. Oh, I just wanted to call it, you know, give my give my unchanged salute to Big Shot. You know, I, I, I've seen her. Wow, I've seen her go through a lot. Yeah. I've seen her endure a yeah. lot. I've seen her come through a lot. Um, yeah. I've seen, I've even met some of her mistakes. So, yes, um, you have. Yeah. So, oh, you know, wow. it's a beautiful thing to see her on the way back. Um, right. And, um, you know, I like I always, you know, I always say I'm in the distance. But if you slip, I got you. You know, I yes, got you. I know. I know. Um, he does pop his head in and in, in, in my inbox. Are you, you good? You good? All right. All right. Yeah. I'm the uncle that played the backfield. Don't nobody see until the funeral will come. And we got to find out who killed who. And it's time to go yes. kill him. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. I need to. But, oh, um, I love. Let me tell you, he's one of my favorite people so far to like do improv with. I love working with Real on improv. I can't wait to get back to doing that again. Seriously, you right now. Yeah, man, man. we got him. We we we. Oh, he's going player. Yes. <laughs> beautiful. Oh, yeah, and, and shout out and shout out to Miss Bianca. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. I, I know how to pay homage to the to the people who house I walk into. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, shout keep going. Um, like KL said, and I'm pretty sure you heard before, your story is one that needs to be told, which is why, you know, I yeah. asked you to come out and speak at the show because yes, of the fact yeah. there's some people who, you know what I mean, like, like, like KL said, is not going through a fraction of what you're going through, but to hear your story and see where you come from and the fact that you're still smiling and you haven't killed anyone yet, it's a beautiful thing. So Ooh, that's a miracle you know. God. That's a miracle God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, you know, black people, black people, we, we show our anger and our stress differently. It'd be four people yes. down and target on hour three. So, oh, you know. my God. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. you know the Untamed family always mean. got your back. You know Untamed family always got your back. So, you know. I know. I appreciate that. Right. Really, I do. So, so I'm going to say to African-American, because I don't call him black no more. I'm going to say to African-American and listen to the rest of the show. <laughs> I'm for him. All right. We appreciate you. you. <laughs> I can't. Um, oh, um, my goodness. I love Reginald has everybody dropping their voice down I a couple know, of like, I, I, I love it. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Amazing. Amazing. And so yeah. what I want to do is, um, Shaw, I want to take a break. But when we come back, I do want to talk about something because you mentioned um, those bad relationships. And and oftentimes, us as women um, have a hard time um, coming up out of those type of relationships um, and not allowing them to affect future relationships. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I want to talk about that when we come back. So you guys, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back with more Shy Love right here on The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Check out the creative work of the author Trent Williams of www.taylorkennedymedia.com Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2, and Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. 
You will find his works available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. Hey everybody, how y'all doing? This is Lyrics Brown, author of the Law to the Hustle series 1 and 2. Also author of The Devil's Calling, Car 1, 2, and 3. All available on Amazon. And when I'm not writing, I'm listening to Bianca Fly here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Y'all be easy. And welcome back, everyone, to the beautiful Butterfly Show. You guys, we're on with Shy Love this evening, you guys, and having a great dialogue. And as I always say, feel free to call in, join the conversation with us, show her all the love you can and more. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. All you have to do is press the number one. Or if you're out there, you can download our new app. Um, That's YRN 1328, available on Android and iPhone, so that you can listen not only to the beautiful Butterfly Show, but all to the awesome platforms that we offer here on your radio network so we're going to get back to it and before the break um shy i was asking you um about um those difficult relationships and i know you mentioned um going through bad relationships and so forth and so for you um how did shy how did shy manage to first of all identify that the relationship was bad and how did you get away from the relationship Mm. <laughs> here's, um, here's the thing. I really believe this. I think we all know deep down inside when we're in a bad relationship. We just don't want to face it. To be honest with you, right? There are signs. Right. There, there are signs. There are things. If you have to argue every day, fight every day, or you just feel your spirit something <laughs> is not right, and you have to, yeah, you have to force stuff, and and then you just have to always argue about the same exact stuff, or you're, or you as the person in the relationship is mad about the same stuff repeatedly for right. more than a year or two or whatever and the person's not working to meet you halfway to fix it or make it better then you know that something's not right and that's at that point you sit down and you talk about it and go listen i think we need to, to are, are we a good match are we good in this relationship or we need to part ways right. because this is not working out relationship is about right. not not sunny days all the time i get that mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it is about happiness though for the most part that person you come home to that should be, oh my God, I'm I'm home. My job is back there. The people on the train that pissed me off is back there. The guy who honked at me is back there. Right. Whatever was outside right. that door is back there. You should not have to come home now and be, oh, I got to look at this dude. Oh, I got to look at this girl. Like, you know, like, you shouldn't feel yeah. that. You ever just get a phone call? Yeah. Like, oh, he calling me what he wants. Oh, oh God. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you have yeah. that feeling when your man or your girl calls you, you're not in a happy relationship. I'm sorry. That's right. Or or you're just right. upset with them. And if you are upset with them at that time, you need to talk to them. I'm big on communication. Like, I let dudes know, like, listen, I don't like this right now. It's making me unhappy. Like, I'm really blunt. Like, this is making me unhappy, whatever the case may be. Um, I'm more so newly like that, though, because in my past relationship, I was uh, insecure. I'll say that. I definitely okay. was insecure um about a lot of things so i definitely put them on a way higher pedestal than myself 
So being that right. I did that, it's just, you know, when you're in a secure relationship, you kind of want to believe what that person tells you or you just right. take what you can get because you feel like you can't get better. So you're like, well, I could fix him. It'll be fine. I can fix him, blah, 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 blah. And you probably can't because everybody, listen, if the person wants to change for you or they want to change and be a better person, they will. And you could talk to them so you're willing to face it. If they're not willing to sacrifice and make a change so y'all could both, you know, work together on a happy relationship, then yeah. So that's pretty much, you You know it in your spirit. Um, how do you get out of it? Depends. Well, mine, my last one was kind of abusive mentally and physically a little bit. Um, so I got out of it because of the last time that we got a, got into a bad altercation and I looked myself in the mirror. It sounds corny, but it's exactly what happened. He had left the house. Uh, for about four days or something like that after we had a bad altercation and I just looked at myself right. I didn't recognize myself I didn't recognize myself wow. um, the nail in the coffin was absolutely the fact that we went on the newlywed show so when you go on the newlywed show oh it, wow it, yeah you do it in July right or something like we did it in July and you and uh -huh. you don't do the you don't get the prize if you do and you don't get the prize until it airs my thing I'll never forget. It aired. I want to. I'm not going to forget, right? January. Nope. <laughs> February second. Nope. February. Wait, wait. Whatever that Thursday was. January thirty first. Something like that. Something to that effect on February first. Mm -hmm. So the Thursday before the uh, first, the weekend of the, of the first of February. So it aired, and I didn't recognize myself. And I've wow. done television before. I've done commercials before. Right. I did not recognize the voice coming out of that body. I didn't recognize the body. I I I could personally see that that person on that stage was sad the worst part is we actually won <laughs> like we actually wow. won the show and <laughs> didn't take the trip because that was the weekend i knew this is not working out for me and i was right. like nah right. like i tried i still tried yeah, a month after that, i still mm -hmm. tried a little bit but you just know because mm -hmm. if you're not yourself you lost yourself in that person it's time to go it's time to go right. unless you help unless it was healthy reason but you know it's usually not you lost yourself in that person you just gotta go like you gotta at the Absolutely. end of the day yeah you should have a partner you should have a partner that loves you for you that supports you that uplifts you that doesn't talk down to you that doesn't try to make you feel bad for you know certain things like there's certain right. things that you should feel in a relationship yeah you're gonna argue yeah you're not gonna be perfect but there's certain other things in relationship that's like no this is not healthy so right you know, right like, it's a time, time to go you mentioned you mentioned something about, you know, going being in relationships and, you know, having those insecurities. Do you think that, because I think this is, I think it happens. I think that a lot of times we, if we have those insecurities and we are in relationships with people, those people play off of those insecurities. Oh, absolutely. You know, so oh, yeah. they, they, they know, you know, they know what buttons to push and pull oh, in yeah. you. Uh, to make yeah. those insecurities expand. So do you think, like, in that particular situation, he definitely played off of, you know, some oh, of those God. insecurities? And, that you yeah. yeah, and I didn't even realize it. Absolutely. And I didn't even yeah. realize it yeah. until, like, you play things back in your head after a while. When you're in it, sometimes you can't play it back. I started playing right. stuff back, like, hold on. Because, like, I, there was a couple of times where he knows I don't get along with my, um, my, my parents that well. So there was a couple right. times he said, well, no one else loves you but me. Now, that's, a, that, mm. and that's the problem I have with the foundation of a family. Because they right. don't realize sometimes y'all trigger off for these dudes to act the way they want to act. I mean, it's not, it's not mm. their fault. Every individual yes. is for themselves. Yes. But because he saw right. that my family wasn't really there for me around that's me, right. around to him, and I had been hooking up, 
He's like, oh, okay. Right. And then at one time when we got into a bad argument, he said, you know nobody loves you but me. You can't get nobody but me, this and the third. Like, he said these things to me. Like, he never really played off mm -hmm. my weight, though, because he never, like, made fun of my weight. But I think he knew that the, the, the fact that I was as big as I was, I was unhappy. So he would, when I would try to lose weight, he would purposely, I feel like, not, uh, how do you say it? Support me losing weight is what I'm trying to say. Right. Like to the point where right. he was on a Dr. Oz show and Steve Harvey even told him like, are you, you don't want her to lose weight? That's bad. Steve Harvey had to look at him and go like, is it that you don't want her to lose weight because you know, whatever, like, or is it that you're scared if she gets smaller, she's going to leave? Like mm -hmm. he basically kicked the toe right. like that. Like, so like, yeah, like he definitely played off of the fact that he knew that I wasn't happy in my position as far as the weight. And then the fact that my parents weren't really you know, or my family members weren't really there right. as he thought, you know, or whatever. And yeah, he totally just played off of the fact of that. And and just the fact of just like knowing that at the end of the day, I'm going to ride for him really hard. I'm going to ride for you. Right. All right, let's make it work. I'm going to take you back. I'm going to forgive you because fine, I feel like I'm in a marriage now. I can't go nowhere. I can't do nothing else. I can't do mm -hmm. better. So mm -hmm. let me just stay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, absolutely. I, I think that played a, a major part and yes, yeah, thought wrong. <laughs> he thought right at first. Right. <laughs> he played the game very well. I commend him to this day because if he didn't do that, I wouldn't <laughs> even know who I am now. So shout out to you, boo. Because right. I really, I really wouldn't really know. <laughs> really, I thank him because I really wouldn't even, I wouldn't know how strong I really was and so he, I, I hate to say he put me through it because you know what? He was just being himself at the end of the day. Right. If you think about it, right. I allowed him to do those things to me. Was it wrong of him to right. change everything? Yes. But I, 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 I stayed in it. I stayed in it right. until I left. How you allow it to happen is you, you, you leave. You don't do it anymore. Absolutely. So he was just, absolutely he was just because taking we, advantage of a situation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because we allow it. And then, um, as you said earlier in the show, we also think that we can change the situation. Well, if mm -hmm. I, you know, don't do X, Y, Z, or if I do this, you know, his behavior will, will act according to my okay. change. But like you said, a lot of times what we see before us is exactly what we get and it's not going to change. You know, even, yeah. even if that person, you know, yeah, begging you back, okay, well, I'm going to change, you know, and, and so forth. And so a lot of times... We, we go off the fact that, all right, I'm, I'm in love. Like, love gets us all in a lot of trouble. Oh, Jessica. You know, because we <laughs> we feel like if I love this person, you know. You're not in love. You love the person. But right. You actually are in, in love with the idea of being in love. You're not really right. in love. A lot of times, right. a lot of times you're not in love with the person. Like, I right. do feel like Absolutely. I was in love with the person he tried to be. He tried, tried to be somebody yeah. that he wasn't. Yeah. So I the representative, as I like to call him. The representative. <laughs> that's what that, there you go. That's exactly yeah. what I was in love with the representative <laughs> of who he tried yeah. to be. But I wasn't. I, and I loved him as a human like, being. You know, he's, he's a talented guy. He's funny. He's a, a, like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, it was just a horrible thing the entire No. Like, he had the fun right. qualities that I like in a guy. But when it comes down right. to. That's not all of a relationship is, what I'm trying to say. Like, you have to build, if you want to marry someone and build a house, you know, a life with someone, it's build, it's, it's, it's a home, it's, it's groceries, it's sickness, it's health, it's a bunch of things that go, not just partying and having fun. Yeah, we good at that. We could laugh, joke, holler, and go out and party in front of everybody and be good. But if we try to take care of a home and not a rent not getting paid because you learn a lot about something or whatever, mm -hmm. then, we, then what am yes. I, I, I got to be, I'm going to be frustrated now. I'm, now I'm mad. So, 
Absolutely. And so how did you, because I love for people to hear, you know, the journey and the progression. So how from that is that situation? So now we we're in, we just got married a couple of months ago. So <laughs> how did you work on yourself? How did Shia work on herself in the meantime? Because a lot of times, men and women, the things that we have been through in certain relationships, those insecurities, those, you know, all kind of things, we, can, we tend to carry those things, sometimes not expectedly you know it's just certain things arise yeah. that create those type and it kind of flares back up so how have you prepared yourself you're married now how have you prepared, uh, prepared yourself you know to be i guess emotionally and mentally ready you know for marriage i actually don't think that like initially um because i actually married someone i've known since i was 18 though like he's been i've known since 18 years oh wow yeah so that's actually a kind of a cool thing he got married i got married before like you know we we got back in touch around the same time and he was going through a bad oh, marriage as well so the, the good news is yeah i did know him from before so we just started, we started back mm-hmm. off reconnecting as friends but um oh shoot i just lost my, <laughs> I just lost my main point of the question oh, God. Um, well, okay, sorry. Getting, yes, getting to how I get, well, it, it's like, I had to work on myself, in a sense, I don't no, definitely did, because even when I was done with that person, and, and my now husband was in the picture, I was pushing him away a lot, because I said, you know what, I'm still not happy, and I couldn't figure out why, because at the time, he was doing everything for me, my, my new husband was doing, every, I mean, he was doing everything for me, I was like, you know what, I can't be happy, it sounds corny, but I can't be happy until I'm happy within myself. So I started just working right. on I'm No, I'm not perfect. There's things in myself I did not like. So I had to check myself on a lot of different things that I've noticed a pattern. Why do people treat me the way they do? Why does this happen to me? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different things I had to check within myself to work on myself. I'm still working, oh God, I'm working on myself. I'm still working on myself. But to get to that Absolutely. point of marriage, for me, was a little bit different, only because I felt like I should have been married as fast as I was 18. But, and even now, because we had a bunch of curveballs thrown in, I'm like, do I really, I don't know a lot of, I know a lot of married people more so now. I didn't grow up knowing a lot of married people. Um, right. My parents weren't married or anything. So it's a little difficult because I don't really, you know, I'm trying to learn. I'm still learning, like, what a healthy marriage is. I'm, I, my biggest what thing is communication. Yeah. Yes. It's, right. It's communication and it's it's um, working together as a team um, and whatnot. Like, we definitely have our ups and downs. And, and I think I think when one person is upset or whatever because of work or whatever the case may be, the other mm-hmm. person has to kind of be more understanding, like, okay, Instead of, you know, we always beat each other down. You know, sometimes like, oh, why he got to add it? Right. You know, it's just like, right. it's like, all right, right. Babe, what's going So I did bring a lot of my old dirt to this relationship at first. I did. And I got yeah. checked on it by my yeah. cousins. I got checked on it by, by him. Like, I'm not him. Yeah. He used to yell at me all the time. I'm not That's him. Right. Just like, so it, took, right. it took a while. When we first got together. It took about <laughs> right. a year. I ain't going to lie. You have to get that out of the system. And then the, I came Absolutely. to a point where I said, you know what? He isn't. Him. Nah, no, 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 don't get it wrong. Because it's kind of like you, the same you, you've been brainwashed. You know what I mean? It's yes, like that's a, exactly a brainwashing process. You know, it because it's is. like you you hearing the same things every day or going through different emotions every day, and then now you're in this new environment, 
And it's kind of like, oh, <laughs> how do I, um, you know, how do I handle this situation? You exactly. know, so, Wait, and yeah, then I forgot yeah. to tell you, which is very important, which I want to put out there. I do not know people, humans, could actually make you physically sick. And when I, I don't know, if you, mm. I don't know if you read that in my bio. I suffered from anxiety, uh, bipolar, not bipolar, depression, anxiety, and pain mm-hmm. disorder because of the relationship. And I didn't even know. I thought I was just having heart issues. And I was going to the hospital all the time. Wow. I developed anxiety after this relationship. So my new man had to deal with all of that because I didn't know how to process the situation that had went down in that relationship because I, I, I only wanted to be married once. I gave my all in that relationship. Yeah. Like, you're very vulnerable. I did all of that. I would have went to the end of the earth and back to this guy. So, like, it literally made me physically and emotionally sick to where the, la- the wow. first two years I was with my now husband i was in a fog i was in a fog i was in a daze my family members had to kind of like be there for me i would have blackout yeah. points and things like that because wow i don't know i guess i, I wear my heart on my sleeve so i'm kind of like just like very open and stuff so like it yeah it made me physically and emotionally sick so i had to work through that and so a lot of times we would get into it in the beginning a little bit not really but a little bit because of the fact that i'm would classify him as as my ex and it wasn't true. right and so you right. have to now say you right. know what no look at what he's doing look at the person you're looking at no come on like this is a different situation he had nothing to do with that don't bring it here if you're gonna bring it here then don't be with nobody be by yourself right i tell myself right. be by yourself there's no point that you because right. all you can do is you compare him to him and it happens and i had to it had to work through that i'll say i don't compare him to him really much anymore this is four years i think now for going on five years so like no, I don't really do it. It had to, but you have to you have to recognize it and work on it. And if you don't want to recognize it, then you can't. There's nothing for you to work on because you don't act like there's no problem. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things, especially. And you mentioned um, early in the show about how a lot of times our family, our parents in particular, don't realize how important their foundation is um, in mm-hmm. our lives and laying that foundation because it uh, it determines, you know, how we handle situations. Sometimes it determines oh, how yeah. we allow people to treat us. And so even you mentioning, you know, not really seeing what it's like to be in a marriage. So now you're having to really teach yourself and learn through the process of what it's, mm-hmm. you know, what it's supposed to look like, you know, so that's why it's important mm-hmm. as parents that, you know, we think about um, our future mates and we think about who we're currently with because they set the foundations for what our children see or what they don't see, uh, which mm-hmm. is the reason why you have so many people who, oh, I'm in love, but they really ain't in love because they've never seen what love no. really is. They don't, you know, know they've is. never had those examples, you know. My my husband now says that he said he thought he's like he didn't yeah. know what love was until he got with me because right. it's, a feel, it's a it's a it's a absolute right. difference. Even with myself now with him, absolutely, there's a different absolutely. feeling that I've never felt in every of the relationships I've ever been in in my life. There's something it, it's a different feel that you just it's something absolutely. you can't even describe, and it's not. And I look back and go, oh, wait, I totally was not, like, <laughs> in as in love as I thought I was. This is, like, a different situation, so. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. And so what I want to do is I want to take a short break. But when we come back, I do want to talk about um, the breast cancer diagnosis and, and what that okay. um initial news um, was like uh, for you. And so we're going to come back, you guys, with more Shala right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. 
This piece. This piece be for all the lyrics that when put together made beautiful sounds. But made the assumption that nobody heard them. Well, I want you to know that I heard you. I heard you lyrics. I heard you through concrete walls, roach-infested halls. I heard you through mama sobs of praying to the Lord not to take her baby away. I heard you through lonely, cold nights. And I didn't ignore your pleas just because there was no drama in my life. Because to me, your melody was still beautiful. No matter how it was brought forth and it needed to be heard. Because everybody got a song that needs to be sung. From the man on 5th Street who's singing the blues. To the motherless child whose life has been cruel. Even those who go to sleep hungry at night. And them lyrics right there, them lyrics right there sometimes just don't sound quite right. But I heard you. I heard you through tracks that ran up and down arms from getting high in the middle of the night. From lies that caused you to be tongue-tied. From scratches on his back from making sweet love for the very first time. I, I even heard a couple that prayed together with a combination of baritone and alto, giving a perfect pitch. So for all the lyrics who thought no one heard you, for all the lyrics who thought no one heard you, know that I heard you. I heard you coming from alleyways. I heard you through babies left in trash cans. From long bus rides home so you can embrace loving arms. From hearts that beat irregular to generational curses that went unseen. Remember, I heard you. Because everybody got a song that needs to be sung. For lyrics that were cased in bars and prison by a system that refused to believe that they were stars from outcries that were felt in the pit of your soul. You see, I heard the beauty of a story that went untold. So if nobody did or ever wanted to, remember, I listen just for you. Remember, I heard you lyrics because everybody has a song that needs to be sung. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. That piece was entitled Lyrics by Poet Flow Edit, Flow Malone. You guys, you guys can check her out on Twitter at uh, Flow Edit Flow. Um, and also her new album, uh, Flow Edit Tears, um, available on Amazon. So you guys make sure you go over there and check out Flow Edit Flow. And so, of course, you guys know tonight we are on uh, with Sha Love, you guys, and we are discussing her life. Um, it's truly a journey tonight. And so we've talked about, um, you know, from the beginning, uh, from from the root of it all to those bad relationships um, to progressing towards that and finding love and finding happiness and, and dealing with the pain and the hurt and all that involved uh, with that. And so um, now, you guys, I want um, Shad to talk about um, when you receive that diagnosis um, that you had breast cancer. Um, when did you uh, receive the news and what was that? initial moment like for you um okay so every year 
I, you know, October comes around. I don't know if anyone else does this. You're like, oh, God, let me get mm-hmm. checked. Everyone suddenly has, I mean, in the, in the joking way, everyone suddenly has lumps, right? Like, just in a, in a to the mm-hmm. light of it a little bit. It's like you think you just think something's wrong because that's what's going around in October. So every right. October, Break I always Breaking awareness and all that. Yeah, yeah like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. want to check. My yeah. aunt actually, um, thank God she is uh, 60 years old, but um, she was diagnosed around the same time as I was. But no one else oh, wow. in my family was. Yeah, but no one else in my family has it, had it, nothing like that. But she was 30, okay. like 38 or something like that when she received her news. So it was mm-hmm. in the back of my head to check, check, check. So I, they kept telling me, and this is what is so aggravating. They kept telling me repeatedly, no, you're too young. No, you have cystic breasts. You just have, is this a cyst in your mm-hmm. breast? Why are we old? Whatever. You're young, you're young, you're young. So I kept right. just saying, okay, fine. This particular October, I said, no, I need to pursue it more. And then my doctor was like, listen, I can't push this through. It's saying it's too young. I can't, I can't push it through. And I said, well, is there anything mm-hmm. else you can do? Because I really do feel, now I'm like, I'm not really lying, but I'm like, I'm like making a little bit more like, I feel something going on. So can you do something? Right. So she scheduled me for a sonogram. And that happened around November-ish. And, mm-hmm. or maybe like, uh, like about November, December, something like that. And then, okay. um, the sonogram went to, okay, you got to go have your first biopsy. And I'm like, okay, I didn't, never had that before in my life. So from mm-hmm. the sonogram went to the biopsy and I received news in February that um they were like yeah it's breast cancer it's like stage one or whatever and i'm like okay so i'm just like i didn't really go into this thinking it was really going to be a result of breast cancer i'm like really like sis so in my brain i'm like can we just like scoop this thing out and keep moving and then i realized breast cancer can be a little bit more complicated than that you can't just take it out and keep moving you got you got to do treatment so you got to do this or cut the breast off and it was like so much going through my mind. I kind of went in shutdown mode. I didn't really want to talk much. I still was going to my dance class that I had started to um, to get back into, but then I stopped that too. I wasn't really there. I wasn't really into it. I wasn't really myself. Right. Um, right. I would make jokes about it with like my family and my husband and stuff, but then I like I would cry about it. So it's hard to hear the cancer word in general is just hard to hear like that's just hard to hear absolutely um right so yeah it was hard it was hard to hear that and and it hurt and i was just like do i say something i'm very kind of public on facebook sort of when i say stuff so i just put it on facebook right yeah guys this is happening so i'm just like you know trying to be really cool about it but it was hurtful it was scary it's hurtful it's 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 annoying because you're i was 35 at the time and now i'm 36 but 35 at the time and i'm like What's happening here? Like, okay, I'm 35. They tell me I can't get a a, a mammogram till 40. So right. I only and every time every time I say that, I think in my head like like I get really emotional because I'm like, oh, if I would have waited till 40, like I might not be here, you know. Right. And right. um, it sucks. And then it, it sucks even more because I thought that okay, once I did get diagnosed. Yeah, I see on TV people get this like circle around them. They did tell me I can kind of go to the hospital, um, not the hospital, but the place to like get support and stuff. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, whatever. I thought I would get support from the family members I did talk to. Funny enough, people don't want to talk to you. They don't know what to say. They don't that know what to say. To yeah. 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 I had a, I had yeah. my cousin tell me his mom said, you know, she couldn't talk to me because she didn't know what to say. I was like, whoa. Like, that hurt me. To this day, we have a story right. about it. To this day. And I'm like, dude, 
Like, I felt so alone at one point. Like, my cousin was around mm. and, like, cousins was around and, and a few, um like, uh, people on Facebook and stuff like that and, 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 my, right. and my husband and stuff. But, like, honestly, it wasn't, like, what I thought I would feel like. So I felt even more depressed. I already have anxiety. I was like, oh, God. Right. So, right. Um, I got a second opinion, third opinion, yada, yada. And I finally got to a place where um, the place who did my surgery and stuff, like, they made me feel comfortable about everything, you know, about right. the diagnosis and women now are surviving more and, you know, what can right. be done. I've never had surgery before, so I was like, I don't want surgery. They were like, but if you don't have surgery, you're going to have to have, like, chemo and radiation. I'm like, I don't want that either. So I was just like, okay, let me just take the lesser two evils and just... Take them off. They're not. They're they're important right. for breastfeeding in the future, but they're not that. Mm-hmm. That my breast don't define me. So, I mean, that's how I looked at it. Like, listen, I'm still who I am with breast, without right. breast. So, let's get rid of these things and and start over and and pray it didn't spread. And thank God when I after the surgery, they told me no, it did not spread. I was like, okay, thank you, God. And what a blessing. Yeah. 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 Absolutely, because I, I know a lot of times uh, my mom has had several friends um, who have been diagnosed and some who um, were diagnosed and they passed on. But, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of times for them, it was the initial, the look of it, because as women, and, and, and I know it might sound crazy, but a lot of women, I mean, their breast is a part of who makes yeah. them or what women yeah. think, yeah. you know? So they're yeah, thinking no, like, oh my right. gosh, I got to get these breasts removed or I got to get one breast, you know? And so that's a lot of on you, um, you know, your emotional state of, of just going oh, yeah, through that process of, you know, so did you have those moments where you were like, okay, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm feeling like a little less than a woman right now, you know, because of, of course, especially you know, being in a relationship yeah. at that. Yeah. Being a, um, yeah. in a relationship. And then it was like the yeah. one time I went to the doctor's office, he said that some, he said marriages actually break apart because of this. Yes, he said that mm. to us, and I'm like, whoa, that's, like, scary. But I definitely right. felt, I definitely felt, um, I definitely felt, at times, I did feel like, oh, man, I'm not going to, like, have this anymore. I'm, I, I don't, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't feel like a woman. And on top of that, you get right. a diagnosis, and it's like, okay, how, how is he going to treat me now? Like, how am I going to be viewed now? Mm-hmm. Like, but when somebody right. truly loves you and stuff like that, I will say, he... He internalizes everything, so he had a hard time with dealing with the diagnosis itself. But right. as far as showing me, like, you know, like, he had a hard time with it. He struggled. But he he knew he still, like, loved me and was attracted to me. He said, I'm still attracted to you. Right. So, like, he's been through the whole process of all the doctor's appointments and looking at it and looking at the, the, the process of it, you know, everything. Yeah. And so it, it helped that he... Yeah didn't treat me like I was now an ugly duckling but um, right. I had to find it within myself it, it was very hard to feel like like I cried oh god after surgery I cried like to myself not many people know that I cried to myself almost every day because when you're in the shower or you look in the mirror you're like right. oh god that alone time and yeah that alone time broke you. me yeah. down oh man yeah. it did I, I will say it broke me yeah. down and I had to say you know what and I started realizing you know I still started feeling 
how you say it twinges of who I was as a person, like the funny side or the silly right. side, and just being stupid and silly and and <laughs> wanting to dance but can't. But so that was frustrating. I couldn't dance or whatever. But like, I still felt that you know what, this is another journey that I can possibly take. Let's change my one of my taglines is change tragedy into triumph. So I said, let's Absolutely. change this tragedy into triumph and. I it was rough. It's still rough at times because I'm going through the process of looking at it being rebuilt. So, but right. I just say okay. In the end, I'm thinking a year from now. Like I had my surgery June 9th. I'm praying to God on June 9th of 2017. I could show. Uh, okay, this will happen to me in a year, and I'm here um, doing better than ever. And it was another hurdle, but I got over that hurdle. And Absolutely. we don't want to go through Absolutely. hurdles, but like you said, it could be setting an example for somebody else. So Absolutely. it's rough to look Absolutely. at that. So you have to know who you are as a person. Yeah, you're a woman. Um, there are some women who go through life actually with no boots. So, I mean, and that's not right. because of right. They just don't right. have any. <laughs> so, and right. they, uh, right. I know this, yeah. one of my friends on Facebook, well, on Facebook, one of my friends, she has, she's not voluptuous at all. And I find her yeah. a sexy woman. And I'm like, it's just something about her. She has an air of sexiness. And I'm like, so she she, just, she will act like she got, just like these girls got all this butt and this, this breast. She will, you will think You're that right. she has all that when she acts. So it's all about how you <laughs> feel about yourself. It, yeah. That's so there right. times I was like, you know what? I still, I, I'm still me. I'm still me. You know, you fight that, that right. person is in there. It's in there. It's in there. You have to bring her out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I'm glad to hear you say that because a lot of times, um, especially now, nowadays with social media and all these different things, like as women, we, we are looked upon as, you know, our bodily images, you know, the booty, mm -hmm. the breasts, the hips, the waist. And so, and going back to what you were saying about, you know, having those moments of where you felt like you might have been less attractive to your husband. I will tell you, I, I believe that is a sign that someone truly loves you for exactly who you are. Because the thing about mm -hmm. it is that it's not about the outer. Not about no. the outer. It's truly mm -hmm. about the inner. And that lets you know that the person truly loves you for who mm -hmm. you really are. And that the outer appearance isn't something. And I know you mentioned, you know, um, a lot of people get divorced in those times. Because I think a lot of times... For one, people, a lot of people aren't able to help you and be there for you in a way that you need them to be during times like that, you mm -hmm. know? And so, mm -hmm. and then some people simply, you know, it's that whole image thing. Like, oh, you know, she's getting ready to have cut off, or she's getting ready to have this cut off. Like, how are people going to look at us? And so, when people are looking at things from that, that standpoint, I wouldn't want them to be with me anyway. <laughs> you know, I would, mm -hmm. I would suggest that, you know, they move on and progress. And so, of course, now... Um, you've had um, the double mastectomy, so are you still um, like doing that whole process? Because I think a lot of people don't know. Um, are you still in pain um, even after you know the surgery for so long? Do you still have the pain and and all of that going on? Um, well, the rebuilding process, like at first, the first uh, week of the rebuilding process, it was okay. Mm -hmm. um, I but now it is getting to be if. <laughs> It's more uncomfortable than pain, but there okay, are, like, okay. basically they removed one of my lymph nodes because they had to, to test and see if it spread. So they um, removed the lymph nodes to test it, and the side that they removed the lymph node on is the word, is the side that, it was the side that had the cancer too. So that uh, um, is a more painful side. It, like, I'll get sharp pains right. every now, just quick 
quick. Well, my actual breast, like the skin of it, I don't have feeling on that. And they said I never will. So I'll never have feeling. Okay. Like I'll never, I can't ever breastfeed. I won't have no nipples and stuff like that. So like, I don't okay. have like, yeah, I could get, but they have these awesome mastectomy tattoos that I'm totally going to get. So I'm not worried about nipples. I have seen those. I've seen those. <laughs> yeah. just, aren't they pretty? Yeah. They're so pretty. Yeah, they are. So I cannot are. wait. Oh my God. So like my, um, <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so hyped about that. Um, and my and my husband, who he's a really good uh, artist, he can draw really well. He's gonna um, make one that actually um, embodies everything I've been through in the past like five years. When, you know, when I get to the point. So I'm excited to see what he comes up with. But like the skin of it, does it? It's it's numb. It's like nothing. But like the um, the sides and like you, it's like kind of in the muscle. I have this thing called expanders. <clears throat> which preps mm-hmm. you for breast <clears throat> sorry, which preps you for breast implants. So like Okay. The side that side and where the lift note was taken out of in your under your arm, that is numb still. Like that's and they said that could happen for up to a year, two years. It's a it's annoying. You ever like your foot falls asleep, like that feeling? Like I constantly uh-huh, have uh-huh. like that that numb feeling. Like so it's it's annoying when I shower and stuff, but I can shower regular and everything. So the pain was more so um, after surgery. Like the first month after surgery, I was still in pain, but the, it, it, it's your pain tolerance. Like I can deal with it. It's annoying, right. but I can deal with it. It's not like excruciating every day. Oh my God, no. It's definitely not that, um, but it is an uncomfortable feeling because I have, see my aunt, she didn't put these things called expanders in to make new breasts. Back then she just little said, she's actually small breasted anyway. So she took the one breast off and called it a day. Um, but okay. she does okay. have to now constantly check that other breast now, which is what I did not want to do. I didn't want to keep right. constantly checking that. I didn't want to keep worrying about that because they said that, you know, it, it had chance of reoccurring, it's just of spreading, blah, blah, blah. I'll, if I got to do surgery, let me just do surgery once and that's it and get it over with. I don't want to come back five, ten years from now and do surgery again. I don't Right, I don't right. So right. get rid of both of them and let's, and then on top of that, if you rebuild one breast, now the other breast is going to look weird and you want to feel, you do want to feel, you're going through this as it is. So you want to feel good about how you look. Right. So, Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So I still have, a, I have a little bit of like, like it's a pain, pain, but like uncomfortability um, when I do certain stuff and move my arms a certain way, um, a little uncomfortability, a little bit of pain, but it's nothing that's like like that's excruciating now like before when i first got surgery yes but now no it's nothing excruciating it's just it's mild it's mild and it could come and go and whatnot but as the days and months move on it's less and less i will say that right absolutely absolutely well i i have to tell you i i have truly enjoyed talking with you tonight because i you know i uh you say prior to you know you're trying to get back to yourself and right now you are full <laughs> of energy uh and so vibrant and i just love the energy Aww. so i can only imagine how you were beforehand and how oh, you it. will be uh <laughs> Yes. Well, I do have to say, and it's so funny that you actually did a show because at the same time you actually did a show, I actually got a call to walk in my first fashion show and the proceeds go to breast cancer. So I'm really super awesome. excited about that right now. Yes. Awesome. Um, that is a, awesome. If I can just say really quick, there's a lady and she's amazing. She got me ready for my um my wedding. She's um She helped me get um, my prosthetics. She works at a place. Mm-hmm. She has her own company called A World of Pink. So 
So if anybody's out there listening and they're going through, you know, maybe the breast cancer thing or you need a bra of some sort or the prosthetic, okay. she is so nice and amazing. The link is on my page, but um, she has a company called The World of Pink, and she made me feel so beautiful and sexy uh, leading up to my birthday. Because my birthday's in July, and then I got married in July. So, like, she made me feel so happy and comfortable le- leading up to my birthday and stuff, and we clicked and we hit it off, and she has an event that she does every year uh, in Long Island, and it's a... Uh, it's, uh, it, it's, um, has a fashion show part to it and she asked me to model and walk i've done the active thing i've done the dancing thing i've done the writing thing i have never modeled (laughs) but i'm very excited (laughs) to get out there and and do that and that's yeah i'm I'm excited to do that so that's definitely uplifting to hear you know when you called me um i got in touch with you to kl and then and then she called me it's uplifting because like you said we do the social media thing and everything to have to fight off having body images issues and stuff like that it's nice to like you know get a call that you know i want you to be a model for this wait i'm sorry what me model okay let's do that (laughs) so yeah it's exciting fantastic fantastic and so of course for those listening out here and for and you and you mentioned something that definitely um weighed on me a bit about how doing um finding out the diagnosis with your breast cancer you know um you would think most of us that family would cling to you you know closer during those times and so what would be your advice because i think a lot of people are in those might be in those type of situations because i hear oftentimes especially especially when like you said with the word cancer like regardless if it's you know um if it's if it's some type of brain cancer breast cancer or pancreatic people have a tendency to distance themselves from those Mm -hmm. individuals a lot during those times and so for you what would be your advice on how people you know when when your loved one is experiencing something like that uh, the importance of maintaining um a a great relationship or even not a a better one you know to show them you're supportive of them during that time yeah like i get that people say they don't know what to say it doesn't matter they say hi i'm thinking about you i mean right it's a it's a lonely time like uh, I don't want to get emotional. <laughs> it's a lonely. Yeah. It can be a lonely time because yeah. you don't want yeah. the pity party. Because I don't want the pity party right. either. Right. But you do just want to know that this is not the end all, that be all. And even if it is, who's around me during that time? You should right. still reach. If it, we have text nowadays, we have anything. You could send a little blue That's heart right. or a heart through, or just send something. It don't cost nothing to send something as a text or a picture or something just to say I'm thinking about you. You're in my prayers. That's it. That mm-hmm. that means a lot. I had a girl, not a girl, but like this this young woman who I did a play with, um, two three years ago, uh, Takini. She. She, um, we don't even speak. We don't get, we don't hang out. We don't talk on the phone. But we know, you know, we talk on Facebook after the play. We, you know, we still like, you know, I see her stuff. She see my stuff, whatever, whatever. Right. Do you know this girl made sure, and I will never ever forget this, and she will always be in my heart for this. She rang my phone off the hook the day before my surgery. Now I'm already going through a lot because my husband's um, distraught because his, his, he lost some of his kids and stuff like that. So I'm already trying to keep the house peaceful. She's calling me, calling me, calling me. I'm like, oh, God, let me answer the phone. She's like, Shawan, D, 
do not hang up this phone. She put her, I think her bishop and her pastor on the phone just to pray for me. So that way, um, for my surgery. Now, mind you, we don't mm. speak. We, we bear, she knew about the surgery because she was on Facebook. We don't right, speak. Right. We don't call it. But the fact that you made sure to take the time out to say, no, girl, get on this phone. We passed her on the phone. I got my pastor. They on the phone right now. And they prayed wow. for me. That meant a lot. And one of my best friends, Shamita, the same thing. She got her mother. She told her mother what was going on. Her mother was like, I, I, I never met her mother day in my life. Her mother said, well, give me her number. Mm. I would like to call her. That means, a, that will, I will never forget that. That means Absolutely. so much. That, my heart is so big for those people right now that I would probably do anything they actually do right now for them. Because of the fact that right. they did more in that little phone call than any of my, I, those other family members I'm talking about, they did not even call me before my surgery. They didn't text me before my surgery. Mm. Nothing. And that's hurtful. Yeah. How are you blood? So I, I don't care about blood no more. I care about the actions you showed me, not you saying I love you. That's you right. tell me that all day long. Your actions. Right. So what I would tell people is put your actions out there. You, you, oh, she know I love her. No. Maybe she doesn't know. Maybe he doesn't know. That's why the suicide rate is high. Because maybe he don't know. Maybe she don't know. That's why that person's turning to drugs and drinking and, and abusive and all this other stuff. Because the person don't know. A lot right. of the stuff that we go through is started by love or the lack there of love because people don't feel love. Absolutely. And it takes two seconds to show somebody. Take two seconds. It's free. Love is free. Let them know, like, hey, I don't really know what to say to you right now. I know you're going through this. But listen, I'm thinking about you. How, how's your day other than that? Or oh, you know what? I saw something funny on TV today that reminded me of you. That's it. Just, just say That's something, right. anything. Reach out to them. Because you Absolutely. don't understand. I was in I was in a dark place at one point when I got diagnosed. I really was. I really was, and I was like, I can't put my fiance, my, uh, my fiance, but I can't put my husband through this. I I, I didn't right. want to put nobody through it in case I did the chemo thing. Oh God, I just couldn't picture myself putting people that was very very close to me through that. So I had right. some dark thoughts. Now I had some dark thoughts, yeah. but I had to pull myself out of that and say no. Because somebody else needs you to succeed right now. I don't know who That's that somebody right. is. That's right. But they do. And it could, it could possibly save someone's life. If I can save one life, I'm cool. I can save somebody's That's life right. or make them smile or make them happy or make them overcome something that they didn't think they could, then then I'm then I'm fine. I'm good. So Absolutely. that's what I would say. Just reach, just reach out. Just reach out. Put all the dots to the side. Even if you feel like it's like you don't like that person no more, you gotta grudge with them. Back in '76, whatever. Calm down. All right, it's a new age. New age. That's right. <laughs> we got That's right. You walk out the house, people try to fight you all the time. The the the, the with money and all this stuff. You have so much problems. You walk out the mm-hmm. door. Probably walk out the door. Yeah. So within your household, within your family members, and all of that, that should be where the least issues should be. And Shaw, Shaw, love, you know, one of the things um, about you is I love that you have the amazing spirit um, about you. Um, and, and you just keep moving forward and just seeing your post, you're always so motivating, so encouraging. And I think people like it that it's transparent, you know, because a lot of times, like you said, we, we put in stuff on Facebook and some days we may not really want to put it on there. But like you said, you know that it's out here, it's encouraging and it's helping someone. So I am glad that you are able to make that difference and uh i know you say that you're in the process of finding the new you but i, I think you're i think you're pretty you're pretty close to there i think you're doing great uh-huh. uh your spirit is phenomenal so i'm just excited for you so do you have um any upcoming projects in the works um well like i said i am getting back to me i have it i had to 
get myself together with being a stepmom now and and wife and so there's I have my own project that I'm working on that I was starting to work on before all of this stuff happened um, called Expressions. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a um, it's like a it was a pilot. It's still a pilot, but it's a pilot and it's also a um, a, a mini series that I'm trying to get together. So before that though, I shot a um, well. I had to finish shooting a music video to go along with that series called Rocket Fuel. One of my friends, um, Rich Flo, he's a very great artist. He's amazing. I love him. He's a great MC. And he is, um, he he knows my journey. He also actually beat cancer as well. So shout out to Rich. He also beat cancer as well. And I actually, as like Real said, I, I he knows a lot of my mistakes. This was uh the best friend of my ex-husband <laughs> but he's a really oh wow guy and <laughs> i know it's weird and they don't really speak anymore either which is really weird but that's another story for another day he's uh but he's amazing we stayed friends for a while and um he saw my journey and he wanted to write a, a song that combined my story and his story and our journey and right. it, it's so phenomenal i can't wait to finish shooting it i mean i was in a process process of shooting it when this whole thing went down. Um, I do have to reshoot a few scenes. I'm doing it independently by myself. So it's called Rocket Fuel. It's a video that's going to come out. I'm hoping, I can't say anything for this year because this year is so unpredictable. But I will say 2017, I will not let it slip out my fingers to have that out there for everybody to see. And hopefully start my project Expressions, which is about a, a, a young choreographer dancer who um, mm-hmm. who's plus size and who's trying to make it in the industry alongside her other um, four friends. So there's a, those are the two, my hearts, my, 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 my loves, my projects, my babies right now. So I'm hoping to get, once my, finish getting my mind right and getting back to where I was, that's like you saying that, I will be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. In a case, um, I know a lot of folks are um, wanting to connect with you. Tell them how they can go about connecting with you as far as social media. Um, okay, so uh, Facebook is... Oh gosh, I never know the, the thing. They say the handles, right? So Sha Love Marquez <laughs> on Facebook is a handle, right? Um, Sha Love Marquez <laughs> on Facebook and Sha Love. It's always Sha Love M on uh, Instagram as well. I have Instagram. I, I don't use my Twitter as much, but mostly Instagram and okay. Facebook, I guess. So um, yeah, Sha Love uh, Marquez on there. You can inbox me or hit me up on Facebook or um, my Instagram is Sha Love BK80. Yep, that's what it is. <laughs> so those are the two um, awesome. social medias. It's just too much. There's too much. Too much social media to do the same thing, and it, I, I can't keep yeah, up with it. Maybe I'm too old or something. I don't know. But I do Instagram sometimes, <laughs> mostly Facebook, if anything. But I do Instagram sometimes too. Absolutely, because I mean, and uh, and and what you mentioned there, of course, because a lot of times, you know, you kind of just figure, well, why can't I do everything on one? You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on like, one thing and it gets to where it needs to be. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's just, it's just too much. So, um, mostly Facebook is what I would say. I'm sure I love Marquez on Facebook and yeah. Wonderful. Absolutely um, wonderful. It is definitely, uh, been a pleasure having you here on the show this evening. And, uh, you got any final words or thoughts you want to share with the listeners? Um, I mean, listen, just aside from, neg- as you see, the negativity can follow you wherever you are. But, um, right. And, and, oh, dear God. But just no matter, no matter what happens, you turn uh, tragedy, try to turn tragedy into triumph and try to over, overcome any obstacle in your way. And it sounds, it, 
it does sound easier than it is. But the fact when you to me every time I overcome an obstacle, I feel amazing because I'm like, oh snap! I was actually strong enough to do that. That's awesome. So and you are stronger <laughs> than you think you are. Yeah, like my husband always tells me, you're stronger than you think you are. Stop it. So like I will tell people out there. You know, not everything is going to be easy. If, if it's too easy, then it's something wrong. I, I don't want it to be too easy. Absolutely. Like, well, Absolutely. Not, do. But, I mean, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it, you know, so everybody just, you know, listen, be positive, love, 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 love. It's just that, like, tonight, after everything going on in this world, all I can really put out there is just love, 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 love. Even I know that sometimes if you've been hurt by someone, whatever fashion you want to go out there and hurt somebody else, don't know. It's just not. It's not worth it. It's not. There's no point in that. Just spread love the best way you can. I mean, and anybody who's going through anything, like you know, I don't care what it is. It really doesn't matter what it is. There is a solution. There is a way out somehow. Like I'm not. I do laugh a lot because I like to laugh a lot. But, yeah, there are times mm-hmm. that I do cry. I'm human. I cry. I get mad. I get upset. I right. cuss, fuss, scream, cry, and drink something maybe. But at the end of the day, I'm like, this is not who I want to be. Who do I want to be? I want to be better than I was yesterday. Therefore, I'm going to get up tomorrow, God willing, and I'm going to be better than I was yesterday and better than the next day and better than the next day and better than the next day. So no excuses of who hurt you. That's in the past. That person hurt you or this person did this. Your father did that. Your mother did whatever. It doesn't matter. That was yesterday. Let's make a new path for tomorrow. And that's it. Absolutely. And peace, love, Absolutely. laughter, and dance. When in doubt, dance. <laughs> Dancing makes everybody feel better. I don't know why no one's getting this. When in it doubt, does, dance. doesn't it? <laughs> yes. I agree with that. When in doubt, dance. I agree. Dancing does make <laughs> you feel a whole lot better. Oh, my God. It's so amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. And, of course, we definitely thank you so you. much. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me you're, on. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. It was definitely my pleasure. I enjoyed having you on, and I'm glad that KL was able to make this connect and, of course, uh, let you know that you're always welcome to come back on here anytime, so definitely feel free to come back on, and, and you're Yay. welcome over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. We'd love to have you, and I hope you have a great rest of your evening, and once again, thank you for coming on. Thank you. You too. I really appreciate it. You're amazing. You're fun. I love it. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. All right. All right, you guys. That was Shawanda Marquez, also known as Sha Love, you guys. Amazing, amazing spirit, you guys. Make sure you connect with her on social media. I want to thank all the callers uh, who called in tonight, those of you who called in and showed her some love. We definitely appreciate you to those that have been listening uh, through the broadcast broadcast, maybe on your way to work or while you're relaxing. We appreciate you guys as well. And so, we guys, we're going to see you on Thursday. we got a special guest, Hip Hop MC, the legendary, you guys. Yo-Yo is going to be in the building. She's coming on Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. She's going to be talking to your girl, B-Fly. And so, we're going to get into all kinds of things on that show. So, make sure you guys are tuned in for that. Once again, a uh, special thank you to Shia Love for coming on here and sharing her journey. Um, with us over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. So with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here. You guys have a fantastic evening. I'm B-Fly, and I'll see you again Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
The Beautiful Butterfly Show would like to thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram. That's at Instagram.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Also on Facebook.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And last but certainly not least, you can also catch up with us on Twitter. That's at Twitter.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And thank you once again for tuning in on behalf 